Hey, this is Rob Harder with Making Your World Better, a nonprofit leadership show where real stories from real people who are coming up with real solutions to solve society's biggest challenges. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? How do people fundraise in an economy that is constantly in flux? How do you relate to board members in a way that inspires them to make a difference? What are the best practices that separate effective nonprofits from others? It is my hope that through these episodes, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear real stories from real leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy this series as together we hear how they're making their world better. Today in the studio is a very special guest. It's Max Ventura. He is the Christian Center's new Latino Community Outreach Coordinator. And he is such a fun person to have on staff here with us. And what you're going to learn, I think, in this interview today is how he's really becoming an emerging leader, not just in the Latino community, but in Park City and Summit County and throughout the state. He's going to talk about his leadership style and how he's really trying to tap into understanding what are the needs of the Latino community. In fact, one of the things he'll talk about is there is a distinction in terms of who we serve here at the Christian Center is there are low-income members of this community that come to our services. And there's the Latino community. In other words, not all low-income are Latino, and not all Latinos are low-income. There's two separate communities there, and so he talks about that. And so as a leader, um, he really has his um, eye to the ground in terms of what the needs are in this community and how to best meet them. He's also going to talk about some upcoming events, and chief among those is the Latino Art Festival. This is the first of its kind, and it's a really unique event, and we're really excited about it. And he's going to talk about why they decided on a Latino Art Festival rather than some other event that they could have done. So I think you're going to really enjoy hearing about his leadership style, what the needs of the Latino community here in Park City and Summit County and throughout the state are, and uh, and also just take away some great leadership principles for your own organization. Enjoy today's show. Here in the studio is Max Ventura. He actually is a very close uh, person to me because literally his office is right next to mine. And he is our new Latino community coordinator. We hired him back last August. And we have absolutely loved having Max on staff because he brings such a great perspective. He brings energy and vision and passion to what he does. And here's what's interesting for the listeners out there. Um, We're a nonprofit based in Park City. We have a campus in Hebrew, of course, too, but in Park City is where we started. And most of the listening audience may not know that Park City is growing in its Latino population. Estimates are anywhere from 25 to maybe as high as 40% of Park City full-time residents are Latino. And so that's something that the city uh, school uh, educators, uh, nonprofit leaders are realizing more and more. And we realized here at the Christian Center that we need to hire somebody who can be full-time focused on reaching this community. And we wanted someone from the Latino community. And so when we came across the opportunity to hire Max, we just jumped at the opportunity. We're so glad to have him. So Max, I'm personally glad to have you in the studio. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. Well, again, my name is Max, Max Ventura. I'm originally from the Dominican Republic, but I've been here for close to 10 years. I started originally with a J-1 visa. This is a international student visa, uh, which allows the students to come to Park City work seasonal, know the culture, etc. Now I am married, I have five children, and I love to be here. 
Love it. We're so glad you're here. And let me just jump into the first question here. What, you know, why, in your opinion, why does a nonprofit like the Christian Center of Park City need a Latino outreach community coordinator? Excellent question, Mr. Rob. So according to the last data released in 2013 by the U.S. Census Bureau, the fastest growing ethnic group in U.S. are Hispanic. They are actually the youngest also. 54 millions of Hispanics in the country is not a number that you want to ignore. Actually, I would say, Rob, the founding fathers of this nation were visionaries. They set strong foundations where people from all over the world who choose U.S. as their home country would come and build on top, creating a, a strong community, a strong American, a, a strong USA. Many of these people are on board, but the reality is that some others are not. And that's why we need a full-time Latino outreach coordinator in the Christian Center. Also, here the population in Park City is around 25% of Hispanic. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you percentage-wise. Now, I've heard from the mayor recently that it may be as high as 40%. Uh, it's difficult sometimes to know exactly the percentage, but um, would you say at least 25% then? And then talk about the school district uh, because I know you're working with the schools. How many kids in our school district right now are Latino? And here's a second question. How many are low-income? Because I know those are differences there. Exactly. Good question. So I do not understand very well the difference, but the population in Park City as a whole is 25%, but the school district is close to 40% of Okay, Latinos that's where students. the 40% is coming. Okay. 40% of the school district kids are Latino. Exactly. And the other question, really good question, not all Latinos are low income and not all low incomes are Latino. So why does it matter? Why it is important because the policy or the, the, the changes in the city, the decisions in the city needs to be toward the whole community, not only one section in particular. Park City is a very expensive city and there's low income people struggling as any other ethnicity in the community. And we need to embrace the whole community to make this city a strong community. Love you that you said that. And, and let's go into that a little bit. You know, you as a Latino yourself, now granted you're from the Dominican Republic, and there's uh, people represented from all different kinds of countries that are here in Park City and throughout, of course, Utah and the United States. But from your perspective, uh, what? how do we go about this? Like, how do we, as you mentioned, how do we integrate uh, people from the entire community so they feel part of this community? And Park City kind of is where we're located. So Max, in your mind, what's the best way to bring about this connection, this sense of um, community? for everybody here, both low-income and Latino and the Caucasian community and everybody in between? Absolutely. If you gather important or key people from every group, they come together, they talk about it, and we start having conversation as we have right now. There's a group of uh, advocates, people who are working on this issue, and I think they are doing a tremendous job and we will continue 
to bring all these people together. Yeah, talk about that because it is something that I know personally you and I have been involved with this. And I'm really excited about this uh, growing task force, if you will. Tell us about what are what is the Park City Advocate Group, who kind of represents that group, and what, in your opinion, is some of the major goals that we can accomplish? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good question. So these people are key people in the community, the school district, nonprofit leaders, leaders in the entire community, business owners, etc., including the mayor and the Park City administration uh, manager, Diane Foster. So we decided to come together and start talking how to integrate the whole community, how to make Park City a, a place where everybody feels at home. So we're having interesting conversations, we are moving forward, and we will continue uh, talking. And I know everybody has something to put on the table with the Latino community also. Parents, students have joined this group, so we're definitely going to move forward and do something meaningful for the city. And talk to the skeptic a little bit. You know, there may be a skeptic listening and saying, okay, you know, I've heard about this integration before. And is it really possible? Is it something we ought to aim for? From your perspective, is it possible? And is it something we ought to aim for? Is it realistic? It is possible. I've seen great changes already in the community. Let's start from this point. Before, I would say, a few years ago, there were probably one or two Latino outreach coordinators in the city. Now we have around 12 Latino outreach coordinators in the city, most of them hired full-time. That is a significant change. Wow. And so this is government. This is uh, what school district, I'm assuming. These are nonprofits. Is that true? From all those different sectors? Absolutely. Nonprofit organizations, business owners, they understood the importance of bringing everybody together. So you think a big first step is hiring people, putting them in key positions, um, and then where do they go from there? What do these coordinators do? Uh, um, what did you see that you've been doing? Because I know you have a leadership group of various representatives of nonprofit leaders, uh, again, people that work in the school district. What are you, you talked about as a leadership group? Um, give us the name of that group because I love the name. And what have been some of your goals for this group? Absolutely. We decided to come together. And the name of the group, the group is PC Unidos. Unidos means uh, united. So, and the importance of this group is because they understand the culture. They can help these people transition to the American culture. We assist them with service and we help them to navigate the system and integrate also their children. We have middle school students and high school students who need also to embrace what the founders the founding fathers of this country set up a long time ago to embrace this culture, to make this country better, to make this country a, a strong USA. So and we need to integrate and these people and make them feel that they are part of a, a, something meaningful of this United States of America. Excellent. And, you know, among your work with um, your leadership group, as well as the Park City Advocates, what have you found are some of the top needs that have been recognized that we need to address right here in Park City, Summit County, and maybe Utah? What are those top five needs that you've found? Absolutely. Number one, housing, affordable housing. Number two, realistic wages. Number three, we really need affordable daycare. Number four, we need after-school programs. And number five, we need to continue where you say a few minutes ago, 
to integrate the whole community as a whole, to bring everybody together. This could be through events, this could be through talks, meeting, but we have to move forward and keep working on it. That's excellent. Good. Thanks for sharing those five needs. And I think it'll be interesting for the listeners to to grab a hold of those. And that's something that uh, I know has been talked about quite a bit. Uh, you'll see some articles in the paper. And that's something I know uh, part of the Park City Advocate group, we're going to really try to address those. So thank you. And it's so good to have your leadership. Um, we talked about earlier, low income and Latino, two separate groups. Not all Latinos are low income and not all low income are Latinos. So um, let's ask, um, I'd like to move into a little bit, you know, specifically what you get to do around here at the Christian Center because it relates directly to the low income community here in Park City and Summit County. And I'll just say this, that a lot of people still to this day, uh, when I tell them I have a food pantry here at the Christian Center in Park City, uh, we have emergency assistance, we have these other programs, they look at me a little cross-eyed because they think, you know, is there anybody that's not wealthy in Park City, I thought that was just filled with wealthy people. And so I, I didn't expect there to be low income, but there absolutely is, as Max, you know. So talk about one of the programs that we offer here that you administrate called the Emergency Assistance Fund. What, tell us what it is and what are some of the needs that you see, some of the top needs that come to you on a consistent basis? Absolutely, absolutely. As you just said, Park City, it's a wonderful community, but it can be real expensive. So... On top of it, the, our low-income community is struggling to, to afford this, uh, this life expenses, so I would say it that way. So our, through our emergency assistance, we fill these gaps. Sometimes they pay the rent, but they lack um, the utilities. Sometimes they get to pay the utilities, but they don't have enough to pay their rent. When they have both, they don't have to have more money to afford the food. They don't have more money to buy their the, the shoes for their children, or they don't have for school supplies. That's where our emergency assistance plays such an important role. Here at the Christian Center, we have the food pantry. Here at the Christian Center, we have the thrift store. And also we have the emergency department where we help fill these gaps. We help them pay utility bills. We help them pay their rent. If they need a gas voucher, if they need a to go to Salek and they don't have transportation, we help them to pay for the the bus. So, and I love that. And it is. I feel like. You know, being a part of this uh, organization, even before I came in as the director, this is one of my favorite programs that we offer. Max, what are you, would you say are the top three needs that people come to you, or maybe even you have a story of uh, a situation that comes in as a that is a regular story that you hear very often? What are those needs that you see? Absolutely. Number one, again, housing. It's really tough to afford rent in Park City. Number two. So, and that's just to clarify. So, is it they're coming in, they need rent help, they're going to be evicted, or they just can't afford any place to live, or, or maybe somewhere in between? They can afford rent because they're working, and unfortunately, they're having to have two jobs, three jobs to afford it, but they can. But sometimes it's really difficult to meet that little gap when, when they need um, 200 250 $300 to complete their rent, also utility bills, or when they need food for their children, when they need, a, a, when they need 
the basics stuff for to continue life in Park City. And this is a wonderful community. They love it. We love it. And we definitely need to continue working on it. That's very important. All right, now shifting back to the Latino community, um, one of the things we like to do is uh, provide specific opportunities, uh, events that are uh, focused on the Latino community. And I know uh, in about, what, uh, one week, maybe 10 days, we have a Latino Arts Festival. And as far as I know, it's the first of its kind here in Park City. Talk about some of the the genesis of that idea that I know uh, you and Jenny, our program's director, came up with the idea of the Latino Arts Festival. What what is it going to be, number one? And why is it so important that we do a Latino arts festival, say, rather than any other event that we could have done? The first, you just said, the first Latino art festival in Park City. It's a wonderful opportunity to the whole community, for the whole community to come and mingle, talk, and integrate. There's no segregation here. They're just art. They're just talking, sharing about everybody's culture and each other's culture. This is a wonderful opportunity for everybody to enjoy. The 26th of this of this month, actually next week, Thursday, from 4.30 p.m. to 7 p.m., people can come at any time whenever they need, they, they need it or wherever, whenever possible for them. So that way we open it from 4.30 to 7.30, free to the entire community, there will be Latino artists, there will be full uh, traditional dancers, uh, traditional music, and it's free for the whole community. Come and enjoy. That's fantastic. And why do you, an arts festival again is, uh, granted, we talked about celebrating the Latino community. Um, is there a particular tie-in with Park City of why you chose an arts festival, say, rather than a soccer match or a traditional meal, maybe a Cinco de Mayo event, but a Latino arts festival? I thought it was very unique that we narrowed to that. What was your thinking on that? Art, music, and dance is more, it's wider, and everybody understands that. It, it picks by itself and it doesn't stay just in one single thing like a soccer match that's just soccer match it's really good but that's just soccer match but when you bring music art dance etc you can bring everybody together it's everybody understands it Excellent. Okay, so uh, I understand there's going to be a Bolivian folk dance, right? And Peruvian music and things like that? Exactly. We have a dance group, folkloric group from Bolivia. We have another one from Mexico. We have a band from Peru. We have food from Tarahumara. We have uh, some artworks from the Mexico and the Dominican Republic. And uh, we definitely, uh, this is going to be a fun event. We're definitely going to enjoy it. All right, so where is it going to be and when again? Here at the Christian Center, we have a wonderful place to celebrate this event. A, between the lobby and the community hall, we're definitely going to host this event. It, it, it has this cozy feel where this is going to be definitely a, a, a wonderful play to celebrate this event. And you mentioned Thursday, uh, the 26th. And how much does it cost again? 
It's free, free for the entire community. Come and enjoy. Everybody can come and enjoy. And the nice thing I heard too, you don't have to necessarily come right at 4.30. So if say you're working till five or 5.30, you're saying just come anytime between 4.30 and 7.30 and you're gonna be able to enjoy music and dance and food, etc. Exactly, between 4.30 and 7.30, whenever you have the chance to come, Excellent. And we can go, of course, you can go to the website, ccfpc.org. Um, go to the events page and you'll see all about uh, the information about the Latino Arts Festival. Max, it is so good to have you on staff and thank you for all you do for this Latino community. If someone wanted to contact you and had some interest, either number one, to volunteer, or number two, say they, they have more questions and they hear this podcast and they're like, hey, I want to hear more. I either want to be a Latino community coordinator or uh, I'm a nonprofit leader and I want to add someone to our staff that can be uh, very similar to what you do for the Center, how do they get in contact with you? They can contact me at mass, M-A-X, at ccofpc.org. Sounds good. So email Max. And again, thank you for your time today. And thanks for all you do for this community. We so appreciate you having on staff. And uh, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Mr. Rob. Mm-hmm.